In this episode of Cutscenes, we wrap things up in the fourth part of our Witcher series. Let's get right into it. Podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesperance. And I'm Travis Colnut. And this week we are talking about episodes 7 and 8 of The Witcher. So if you are listening to this and you have not listened to our three episodes that come before this, episodes 2, 4, 6 in our second season, you might want to do that first and then come back to this when you're done. Episode 5 and 6, tell us, where did we leave off at the end of those episodes? I'm sure Siri wasn't doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Go on. Yeah, she had run away, more forest running, and then uh, she ran into her old uh, friend from Sintra, who was actually somebody else, and who tried to kidnap her, and she escaped, basically. What else? We got Geralt and Yennefer, who had had a little, little fling. A little, a little thing happened, and then, mm-hmm. yep. um, but then he had accidentally again cast another spell that connected them somehow, and then Yennefer was like, "What? That's messed up. I'm like, what? what? What does that mean? I'm out now. You did a weird thing, and this is weird now. So I'm gonna leave." And then he yelled and at the bard. Yes, he yelled at the bard. Yep. Why? Uh, Why do you hmm. yell at the bard? Goodbye, Yaskie. Yep. He's not the best communicator in the world. No, no not very in many clear. Ways. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I have I have gins, dragons. You have the most incredible neck. It's like a sexy goose. Wow, child surprise. And hold on, my other note is toss a coin to your Witcher, O Valley of Penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally the last two episodes. So you're good. You're great. Caught, you're caught up. I think the most important thing to to talk about as we jump into episode seven is that there is a war that is brewing. Yes. And that's essentially what these two episodes are about. Yeah. So apparently, um, so it's interesting. This episode um, six really, or is seven, sorry, um, starts going into like, you're getting the flashback of stuff we've already seen, but you're starting to get the pieces that we didn't see in between. So... We've already seen like the build up to, uh, you know, the fall of Sintra, and then you're st- and now you're seeing how Geralt played a r- like was involved in there and was present in those scenes, but we just didn't see him. And then um, you're also seeing how Yennefer is reacting to those things at the same time. So we're really going back to like closer to the beginning of the stuff that we've seen, especially when in regards to like Siri, and the timelines have all kind of caught up to each other. So everyone's playing in the same time frame now and uh yet they're still not like actually connected physically but now we at least know where they all like everything that we saw up until this point was essentially preamble to uh Nilfgaard starting their major invasion um going I'm not even sure what the name of the place that they Invaded in episode eight, but um, I think they were going from through the Amel Pass when they started, and then the battle was at Soden Hill. Yes, that's yes. It. So uh, I think Yennefer and her mages had said, like, if you, I wrote Holden Soden, hold <laughs> Holden Soden. That's not right. That's hard. Hold Soden, save the continent. Yes. So that's essentially the the story there. 
Yeah, it's kind of the passageway to the rest of like the northern realms. And you're right that the these episodes really kind of um, not the best focus in the world, but still it seemed to focus in a bit better as to what the story is and like mm-hmm. what story they're actually telling. Whereas other times it seems to be meandering and you don't really know exactly what the point is and what exactly the objective is. Whereas this, it kind of spells it out like, no, no, this is the important thing that's happening. These are the characters that are involved. These are their separate, you know, intentions and let's go. Yes, exactly. It's fair to say that like stories are coming together. Um, and I think the first thing that I immediately like saw was when um, Geralt kind of asks Calanthe to take his child of surprise back. Yeah, very weird. Like the whole I mean the whole concept of child surprise is kind of insane, yeah. but like for him like I guess it's been since we've at least seen where he called the child surprise thing, um he's been struggling, right? Like he's not sleeping. He's constantly being pulled back to wanting to either protect Siri or his destiny. He can feel his destiny is like catching up to him and it's slowly leading him back there. And so at the beginning of this episode, he actually goes back to Sintra and is essentially saying like, give me Siri. I will protect her because your kingdom is going to be invaded soon. And uh, obviously the queen's like, nah, get out of here. And she like even tricks him with like uh, a fake like actress. (laughs) Yeah. I thought for She's a like, second, take this other kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I fell for it for a brief second. I was like, they've met before? Why don't I understand anything anymore? And no, it actually, it was like, it was a nice little twist that like, no, she had some poor street girl, like, yeah. as an actress, like, oh, here, you're going to go off with this man. Yeah. <laughs> so and, I'm sorry. He wasn't going to figure it out eventually. I know, right? Eventually, he was going to figure it out. Right. And he would like, have come dealing- back knocking on the door, even if you would have left with her he'd have, at some point. And he'd been like, hello, you yeah. uh, you gave me some other kid who's it's not funny. my child of surprise. I'm curious if whether or not like he would feel it because like this is a magical eh. pull, right? Like he would have been like something ain't right here and yeah. would have needed to go back and been like, yeah, you're not the the one I was looking for. Or would have, have been like a mind over matter thing where he actually would have believed that like, oh, yeah, this is her. I feel good now. Like <laughs> Something so terrible about if he had this other girl and then he was like, nah, I feel nothing. Like, you're nothing to me. I got to bring you back. Like, you're defective. I don't care about you at all. Like, no. you're defective. That's basically what would have happened. He'd have been yeah. like, man, something's up. Yeah. This ain't right. No. He uh, gets captured really quickly, though. Right? Yeah. And he's yeah. pretty much captured for, like, the whole takeover, essentially. Yeah. And it, so he, he was walking along, and I forget the character that he was walking with. Um, that mouse sack was wa- guy or no no it was the king oh, it, w- it was the king it was the king you're right yeah. and so he's walking and they're walking between gates and at one point the king just drops two gates between Geralt and is like I'm b- sorry dude gotta put you there yeah time yeah. out time it was all like a little too easy it was mm-hmm. odd I'm like what he just he just fell for that like I don't know it- I mean sometimes he doesn't seem very smart no I he <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, about that, the way that that happens throughout the whole season. He's not, he doesn't seem to have like his senses, like his Witcher senses don't seem to be up to snuff. Like, (laughs) I don't know. He doesn't seem to like read, sometimes he reads people very well and sometimes he doesn't seem to. And I don't, 
But then I don't want him to be like always perfectly perceptive and see everything and, you know, be infallible. But usually I, it's the women that screw him up, though. Yeah. Where, like, I was like, really? Women that, in his life. Yeah. I was like, that king guy fooled you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> he's just a man. Yeah. He's just a man. Like, he's not Kalenthi. He's not his child surprise daughter, which reminds yeah. me of Kinder Surprise every single time I say yeah. it. Oh, my God. Um, it's not like uh, Yennefer. It's not Renfrey. It's not his own mother. Like the a man got him for once. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's happening. And then uh, Siri has. They're. I don't know if they're. They're kind of playing two different timelines again. I'm like, oh, is this yeah. like way in the past and now, or in the future yes. where she's still running, um, where she runs into this uh, group of people as she usually does this like camp of people. And, um, I kind of liked that. She seemed to have changed a little bit where yes. someone's like, Oh, I'll help you. I'll, I'll, I got my horses and we'll go to where you need to go. Just come with me. Like we have to take care of each other. And she like pitches this thing to her and she's like, Oh yeah. Okay. And the second the woman turns her back, she just hops on the horse and bolts. Yep. Cause she's like, no, yep. I can't trust any of you. Like none of this has, has worked out for me. So she's kind of taking things into her own hands a bit more, which I which is nice. I appreciated. Yeah, yes. I actually quite like that. And yeah, I think it that is essentially all happening in the it's the future after we've seen all of her issues, like all of her adventures in like Brooklyn Forest and all that other stuff. She this is where she is now, right? And it's leading to then her uh, where she's at when the actual war kind of starts, right? Um. But uh, yeah, she pretty much like she runs off on a horse and then she runs into um, s- some kid that she knew from the city and mm-hmm. turns out he's like, now nah, we're going to like capture you and try to bring you in. And she uh, kind of gets attacked and then she like goes full like possessed at the very end yeah. of this episode. What? And like is weird and her head shakes all over the place and it's filmed it's a very different scene than what we've seen so far like it's filmed very mm-hmm. differently than what we've seen so far in the show and uh she like unleashes like this crazy i don't know magic power thing i have no idea what to, what the deal is yet i still don't know i don't have any answers there are like mythical greek creatures that like squeal like banshees harleys harlots harleys you're thinking harpies i think harpies but i'm thinking they're the ones that i think it's more a banshee like type you know that kind of thing like wailing bans Mm. banshee kind of thing but i have no idea like where it's going but yeah so she like unleashes and then episode like eight opens with essentially the aftermath of her unleashing all this power and she like killed a bunch of people and like a horse yeah and uh the lady that saw her in the town in the first place is the one who like randomly kind of what just followed her I guess and said like oh come with me I've always wanted a daughter and she like yeah. gives herself Weird. and also yeah this- just says like yes stranger I'll come with you but, and Stupid. the kid just stole your horse yeah and then was in the middle of a clearing where clearly stuff was like blasted away from her and all these people are dead but she's like yeah come on back that that offer still stands like yeah what? Who are you? <laughs> you stole from me, but it's fine. It's, it's really fine. easy to get a child in this world. You just say child right? surprise. So why did you need to take some weird messed up magic girl to like, you could easily just like 
Oh, what do I owe yeah. you? A child surprise is what yeah. you owe me. And then boom, done. Magic destiny. Yeah. Kids are for the taking everywhere. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't need to fool one. Yeah. You can no. just destiny connect to one and you'll be yeah. fine. You're, you're fine. <laughs> I think the only thing we didn't talk about in seven was the whole Yennefer piece mm-hmm. and how Yennefer refound Istred and like, yes. yo, that was wild. Yeah. That was cool. So he's like at an archaeological dig and like he essentially like says, I pined over you for many years, but like you didn't want me. And now that you want me, I'm just kind of like, eh. And he's like doing stuff for Nilfgaard. Like he's essentially like yeah. he's working for Nilfgaard. And so, and that kind of gets her wrapped up into that whole story too, right? Like she's, um, gets pulled back to Eratusa and um they're essentially voting on what nilf like what they should do if they should intervene when it comes to nilfgaard right mm-hmm. um which was interesting stuff i actually really enjoyed all of that yeah i would yeah, yeah give me fantasy politics yeah i would have liked a bit more of it and yeah, just like honestly yeah and just like the big um events that are happening and like delved into the detail a little bit more because we did it a little bit like they talked about it a bit when they were like assigning mages to different courts and -hmm. like talking about the motivations of different places it's interesting but it still was like oh it was kind of a they touched on Nilfgaard before but I don't know it was more specific this time where they were like no this is what they want and this is like how they're going about it and this is why we don't care and like all people laid out their intentions a bit better and I wish that it had been done a little bit earlier. Katie, you played The Witcher Three. Like, do we get any of this like fantasy politics stuff in there, or is it is it less? Oh yeah, is it something that doesn't happen. No, it, there's a lot it. of it. Um, so you will meet, you'll like meet different leaders and different kings. Like, you'll meet the king of Nilfgaard, and like they'll be like, "Hey, we want you to do this thing," or um, or someone wants you to kill the king of this realm or or another, and um. The Witcher has like multiple endings, so you could basically change who takes over the land. Like oh, your decisions cool. can kind of affect what which realms are successful and like which ones don't, and like your relationships to other characters will change too, depending on what you do. Interesting. So, so there's a lot of uh, politics actually, like realm inter realm politics in The Witcher. It's a lot of fun in the video game. It is fun. It's a great game. <laughs> Interestingly enough, there's like this weird moment where, um, where Yennefer like goes back to uh, Astrid, and it's the same school, and she is with like four girls, gets them high, and then shows them the eels that power things, and being like, "This is where the failures go." <laughs> I, this one, I think, I have a few favorite scenes. These last two episodes have some of my favorite scenes of the whole season. This one was so good. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's th- four like teenage girls who are like aspirational mages. And she's like, oh, I'm just going to mess with them. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> I was like, is she getting them high? I think she's getting the teenagers high. Yeah. And then they're high out of their mind and hallucinating and all crazy. And then she's like, I guess I'll show them where the, yeah, where the eel, where the failures turn into eels. Yeah. Cause, cause she's still a little bitter about. Oh, for the whole sure. thing's kind of messed up, right? Oh, she's, yeah. uh, there's a bit of baggage there, so she's kind of taking it out. And she's pretty much saying, like, this place is not what you think it's going to be. Like, yeah. you need to, like, l- this is the real world. Open your eyes, you know? Like, she's a little rebellious. She's always been a little rebellious, yeah. right? And so this is just kind of her way to kind of stick it to them just a little bit more if she wants to. Yeah, for sure. 
That and then they talk about how one of them just came in was admitted. Yeah, no magic to the place with no magic <laughs> just because their parents are rich. Yeah, because yeah. and their parents paid uh, er, the you know pe- big time people at Eratusa to take her in, and she and she's very offended by that. Like even though she doesn't think a lot of Eratusa, like she already questions. Yes. how legit they are but that seems to just put her over the edge where she's like she's not even magic yeah. what the hell like she's very, she's not happy no not pleased at all uh one last thing here they introduce a new character vil oh my god vil vilgefort sure vilgefort yeah. yes vil- did i say that right i think, I think, it, was, I think it was vilgefort vilgefort yeah. sounds right yeah yeah v-i-l-g-e-f-o-r-t-z once again, of Rogavine. Still hard to yeah. know who's important when they introduce people. <laughs> I still don't know because I guess he he was a mage, but then decided to like be a warrior in battle, and now is like a weird fire emblem hybrid character who used sword but also used magic. Yeah, I like it. That's like yeah. I like that. Like, oh, I'm just gonna keep conjuring swords. Like that's badass. Yeah. I love. I'm gonna whip my swords. Yeah, let's go. It's sweet. I like specific and, magic. Like that's yes. a, I love when people have very specific magics. Like I I don't know, it's very instead of like being a catch-all. What's catch a specific all, magic? Like that. Like no, as yes. opposed to being like a catch-all, I can cast thunder and lightning and or all like these other I'm things. Or like I'm throwing energy balls yeah, around. It's like, like all right, that's magic, sure. Basic. But, like, but when it's really specific, it's really yeah. really good. I like it when people like specialize their magics. It's very nice. Yes. Full Metal Alchemist was your thing then. Yeah, I love Full Metal Alchemist. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But this is not a podcast about anime. <laughs> this is a podcast about uh, a battle that lasted essentially a whole episode. Yes. Battle of Soden Hill. I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked this battle because, like you said, there was a lot of specific things that were interesting. Um, like there is... Um, they all have their specializations. Trish yes. Was, Tris was doing like... Uh, mushroom mushrooms and like yes. foresty kind of things and, and then yeah and then they had like really specific like jars full of like exploding rocks mm-hmm. and like there was just it was just very spe- it's not just here's big energy balls flying back and forth and stuff like that yeah. it's i mean yeah there was some fireballs going back and forth which also i really well done with the whole yes. um fringilla pretty much getting like these mages to like sacrifice their lives to create energy balls and like launch themselves yeah, like what that was yeah. really well done i i was like of course because the the rules of this world is you have to like sacrifice. sacrifice in order to gain right even though fringilla seems to be indicating that there's like magic without limits in Nilfgaard, and i don't know exactly where that's going but well no i i know exactly where it's going it's when um uh yennefer conjures fire that's true like, what is the consequence for her when she conjures that fire that engulfs everyone right. like embracing her she chaos. didn't have to give anything up there yeah I, I mean, she she, just maybe be, she did at that point i think she's just pulling it from like the universe like i feel like she's just powerful enough that she's just like pulling it from the air like she's not doesn't have to have something in her hand where she's like i'm killing this thing i'm launching this thing like she's just right like lesser mages have to literally pull and she might just be that strong that she can do whatever she wants with yeah it, hypothetically hypothetically also yeah. um with the specifics with the magic i i love that they are not the mages are not infallible in their magic yes where they they really show that it's limited mm-hmm. how much they can do so then when they're doing things it feels there's like some tenseness there 
where there you know that there is an end to what they can do whereas the guy who's conjuring his swords yes and then he's getting weaker and weaker and he's like starts like bleeding out of his nose and all that stuff and then he can't pull the swords anymore so then it makes it mean something whereas people are just throwing fireball after fireball after fireball and it's like and nothing matters Right, but there's consequence yeah, the, for overexerting yes. yourself, and it's yes. it's yes, it's very well done, and it's nice that Jennifer was kind of in a like conductor kind of like a coordinator role at first because she you know obviously got to show off at the very end but mm-hmm. also yeah. Yennefer being that coordinator I was like oh I am loving this where she's just like back forth back shot forth. caller oh my god I fucking loved it oh my god I was so. <laughs> I I loved it so much. Perfect role for her. Oh my god! Yeah, I loved it so much. Plus, it let her be um, a force in the battle without them um, putting out her using magic until the end. Yes, like it was smart um, writing, like writing of the battle so yeah. that she is an important part of it. But yes, she's not actually like unleashing magic till. Till the very end mm-hmm. was, well i mean even well strategically done. like you hold your weapons until the end yes. so yeah. like tissia got take taken away pretty early after getting uh, blown like smoke blown in her face by frangilla yes mm-hmm. so you save your weapons until the end the pawns and I go guess, first yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a game of chess i love it i love it <laughs> uh the worms get to everybody though yeah mm. So Atlan dies in the battle. Coral dies in the battle. Sure. There's only like 24, 27 of them or something. I don't know yeah. any of them. And the worms were super yeah. cool too. That yes. thing opened yeah, up. Yeah, so they like burrow in, in your head and uh. they control you. So Sabrina, who was one of like Yennefer's allies, just started attacking her and like threw her off. They throw threw each other off of like a tower. She stabbed and her in the thankfully belly. Yennefer, yeah, mm-hmm. thankfully Yennefer landed like a cat, but like Sabrina wasn't so she, lucky. That Iron no. Man pose when she landed. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Tony. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, the way that yeah. box opened with all the worms in it. I was like, oh, that looks really good. Yeah. Like, they're all just yeah. like coming out. Yeah, it was it was well done. I was like, what's what's in the box? I, I really had to do it. <laughs> I watched that movie for, for the first time like last year. So. Oh my God. It's still something oh. I bring up pretty often. Great movie. Yes, it was good. It's really good. <laughs> so that's kind of Yennefer. Like, yeah. The, she... She wins the battle on her own. Yeah. By herself. And then disappears. Yeah. She like just poof, gone. We don't know what the deal is. Yeah. She yeah. kind of oh. resembles Siri a little bit in there where she just like unleashes and then they they, they yeah. do like the overhead shot of like all the destruction around her. Like kind of like they showed um, Siri after she mm-hmm. unleashed episode seven. So I thought you were going to say she reminded you of Khaleesi a lot. Mother of Dragon. Oh my oh, god. No, 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 no. She didn't just <laughs> she, oh, she didn't blow up a whole freaking town. I mean, that's a whole other thing. Let's not get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's that's that story, but I think it's it's worthwhile for us to share the the Geralt Siri part of this. Yes. So Geralt at the beginning of the episode gets attacked by some zombie ass creatures from and uh, gets bit and almost dies. Yeah, so these zombies are essentially Dobby from Harry Potter, but turn into a zombie. <laughs> And Dobby. one bites him um, and it causes him to like start losing it. And he's uh, some uh, some villager guy that he randomly saved is pulling him along in a cart. And essentially this whole entire time, Geralt is on his ass and he's <laughs> um, 
he's just hallucinating. He's dreaming of yeah. his childhood and his mother. And it, it's, you know what? It's a good vehicle to get us a little bit of backstory on him for sure. But essentially he just lays down for most of this episode. Yeah. I, I wish that they had done more backstory on him earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Like the, I was the, like, oh, finally, because there's a lot of stuff there that yeah. they could dive into or just like and the origins of witchers and like all that stuff is really, really interesting. And they really didn't delve into it. No, much at it's all. He still mentions, very. Yeah. Yeah. It's very vague. He mentions a few things um, in that episode that allude to like things that happened and the, that it was, you know, a terrible stuff. But. But you really don't get any of it. No. Um. I. He. He's been laying on his ass, as we've said, for a long time, or a long journey on this cart, and then after all this, he's like, "Oh, I have a potion in my bag." Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Also, what? Of course yeah. you did, because uh, the Witcher. If you played The Witcher, you got like stashes of of like dozens of different kinds of potions oh for every God. event that could possibly happen. And I'm like, I literally thought he has to have a potion for this. How does he not have a potion for this? He has to. And then, yeah, like hours later, days later, he's like, oh, yeah, I got that potion. I'm like, well, you've been Why dying for like a day. So it would have been good. Why did he stare at it like, like it was broken before he drank he's, it? He's, he's like, he's is, this good? Just just is this expired? What's yeah. going on here? Delicious. Well, he let the poison set in for a full day. So he's a little out of it. Come on, man. You're I've a witcher. got a even this. <laughs> I've got a remedy for this. So yeah, yeah, he's you did. He's like, so drink it. <laughs> he's like dreaming of his mother. He's dreaming of his childhood a little bit. He's dreaming of Renfrey, just like I do all the time. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, he he dreams of Yen, and then yep. like he he calls out Ma, and his mom is Vicenna, who I guess is still alive. And he's or very he says angry. like he's I don't know, angry with is her. she alive? I don't even understand. Was she alive? It's, was that a vision? I think we're not supposed to know. I'm confused. Yeah. I don't think I think he woke up from like she induced some sort of dreamlike state and came to him to heal him and she's still alive. That's a possibility. Maybe. But you're right. it's a witcher. No. Yeah. Uh yeah. And no, the really the last thing that happened. They have some issues. They're like the two of them are a little. Uh, he says some stuff about why he's angry at her about his mm-hmm. childhood. Like the, the which also like oh, there's like interesting character things there that they're alluding to that they haven't touched on at all. So I'm like, yeah. really, you waited till the finale to to do that? But did you know that only three out of ten boys like survive the trial? Yeah. Did you know what they did to me to make my eyes like this? Like some really like oh season season two episode one better be like his training as a witcher as a montage to open this thing up i doubt it that's what i it want pr- it probably won't be till episode i seven, doubt it i doubt it <laughs> i want a ch- i want like a chubby boy who was Geralt, like being <laughs> like whipped and like oh, geez. acid poured in his eyes well that took yeah. a turn, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was like, a bit of a turn. I was like oh cute chubby Geralt, and then you're like you know and he's whipped I'm like, whoa whoa and we're gonna pour acid in his eyes Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. my god dark place i mean dark but place. then i guess if you end up looking like what he looks like it's all worth it right mm. no pain no gain <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, jennifer yeah deal. that's right no pain no gain yeah hmm. mm-hmm truly the last thing though is like Geralt and Ciri coming together yeah and having a hug and people linked by destiny will always find each other that was another thing it was awesome I have I am I'm very conflicted there are things that I really really liked 
And there's things that really, really bothered me. Tell me because so, I'm, I have feelings about this final confrontation too. So okay. or like meeting too. So, so they meet each other, they mm-hmm. run up and they hug each other. Um, I have other things I'll get to, but first of all, <laughs> I, I have so many things. Um, so he's basically like, yes, I found you. And she looks at him and she says, I forget if she says where is or who is who Jennifer. Is. Who, who is, is Jennifer? Yeah. Which the way that it happens, they 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 execute it as if it should be like a mic drop moment at the end of a season that should leave you like <gasps> but there's no <laughs> Yes, okay. There's nothing laid down to make us go, "Oh, this matters for any reason." You're just like, "Oh, why does she know her? Oh, why does that matter?" As opposed to they could have laid some groundwork earlier where that matters more and it makes you react and it actually like lays something for season two so it was it was supposed to be really impactful but it just kind of made me go huh and then it ended and i'm like oh that's the end of the season well her and Geralt yelling for yennefer only happened in his brain he actually didn't do that yeah so why did how does she know that's the thing does she know some other way i don't know yeah okay what else are your feelings Oh, Tell God. Um, the other thing. <laughs> I know that they kind of hint that he is bothered by the fact that he's connected by destiny to this kid somewhere. And they do say in different ways that it bothers him. But it just feels very sudden where he'll go from he's just like hunting a dragon just because. And then suddenly his motivation is very, very strongly. I have to find Siri. And it's kind of whiplash. Like, it's just kind of yeah. out of nowhere where it's like, well, t- uh, last episode, you didn't really care. And now he's really tied to this person that he's never even met, that he just knows her name. Yes. And how do they find each other? I don't even know. They just find each other in the woods randomly. And I don't know. It's funny. Okay. You are not wrong about any of any of the things that you just said, you are not Thank wrong. You, you, are, you are spot on. For some reason, when I watched the scene of them finally seeing each other and running to each other and hugging, I felt all sorts of emotions and I have no what? idea why. It like, it worked for me. And I don't know what it was. I have not given a shit about Siri this entire <laughs> time. And as soon as she hugged him, I was like, oh my God. This is what I've been wanting. I liked it a lot. I know. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I was like, yes, like this is going to be great. This adds uh, something that I care about. Yeah. For the next season. Like this is fantastic. I... But there was just light groundwork things that bothered me. Uh, but, for sure. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, I There's something about characters having a connection to each other that they cannot explain that I'm a big fan of. Like there's... I could list things off like I could give me anything from the Wachowskis, but like Cloud Atlas, Sensate, it's all that same kind of like people connected, not realizing that they're connected kind of thing. And for some reason, the fact that there there's this connection that they can't understand, but they they felt compelled to hug each other, like Geralt of all people to hug each other and Siri to feel safe enough, despite all of her running, all of her like moving along, she there was something there and this connection is strong enough. And I don't know. I just, all of the the things that you just said just kind of washed away. And I was like, Oh, 
this is this is what I need for season two. And this is going to be the draw for me to keep watching because I really liked that. Yeah, characters who care about each other. Yeah, literally. Even though Siri has done nothing in this in this season to make me like her at all. But something about... She's not had any character development at all. besides no. like, she's a child and she has magic. Literally. And she's a, a, a child surprise. That's it. You That's could disregard she... everything that she has done this season. She could have just yeah. been running this entire time. Of course, we'd want to like get to know her a little better, but I even think all the stuff with Brooklyn Forest and all that all that stuff with Dara and everything Waste. There, yeah. Pointless. It's filler. It kind of felt like filler, honestly. She after didn't the have fact. a lot of interesting dialogue. No. Like, she literally didn't say anything she interesting. She said, like, two major things yeah. in these last two episodes, and that's about it. Like, she... Mm-hmm. Literally, that lady that found her, she did not speak to her. That boy called her dumb. He's like, are you dumb? Like, <laughs> the, the lady's son. Like, she's, he's straight up like, are you dumb? Like, she's does, she did not say any words whatsoever. And yet, mm-hmm. the two sentences that I actually, like, the where's Yennefer, that landed for me, even though, mm-hmm. um, or like, who's Yennefer, that, that landed. And then the, um, she said something like, uh, at the beginning of episode uh, seven was, um, oh, like, it doesn't matter if you're alone, like, everywhere, that oh. means everywhere is dangerous. Very good line. That um, was a great line. Yeah. And she delivered it. And I was like, oh, you're different. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm down with this. But then she didn't speak for another two episodes until the very end where she says, who's Yennefer? And I was Which, like, okay. Yeah. It makes sense that she wouldn't talk to anyone because she's like, no, I don't need to talk to anybody because people just yeah. screw me over. So like, I'm good. But we didn't get anything interesting before then to be yeah. like, oh, oh what's sure. she thinking? She's probably thinking interesting things. No, she's probably not because she hasn't said anything interesting this entire season. Literally, yeah. And that's I think probably the problem with Siri this whole time. Mm-hmm. They could have shuffled like her storyline and said like episode four when she's conceived by child surprise um the time where she runs away from the kingdom and her having powers they could have taken those three scenes and either like put them all in the the last episode they could have cut everything else because truly i don't think any of it matters no it's not like the sansa stark thing where like sorry that i'm going back to no 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 go But, like, I I think that her character development, like, mirrors or kind of parallels, not Sansa, but uh, Arya Stark. Okay. And I don't know. I I just, a lot of the early Arya Stark stuff, like, doesn't really matter that much. And this whole season feels like that, where this doesn't matter. Sorry that I'm going to, like, the two biggest or two big fantasy franchises. but I can see what you're saying. And, like... But at the same time, I can understand why they would have maybe done this from like a story development standpoint, because if they would have like just like introduced Siri in this episode, it wouldn't have made that that re that connection at the very end worth it. Even though Siri hasn't done anything, the show has at least given the illusion that she's important and that she's the main character in the story, even though she hasn't really had any development. Right. So you kind of can hand wave all of that away um for the sake that they are connected at the very end right yeah because i don't think you could not spend time on her because then you're like well i don't care yeah, yeah exactly i think it would be i don't care at the very end but i don't know i, I just think they could have done more with her time yeah i think that was my issue with it she could have had a little bit of development yeah. Over the course of that stuff, rather than just having her on the run, like just you could still meeting play different around. people. We just yeah. met different camps of people, and she just kept on moving. And like yeah. I don't know, we, the only thing that we really got was that she realized that 
her family maybe wasn't as um as great as she thought where right. she, she wasn't as um just because her family was of like good standing doesn't mean that, she, that her family was respected by the people in right. where she lived i think and that that kind they of could brought have played her down that to earth a little bit they could have had that a little bit more. They could have played yes, up that. Even that. And had her, they could have pushed that harder. Yeah. Yeah. And she could have had some sort of growth and development, like realizing mm-hmm. that like, okay, I am more than my family or something. Right. But yeah, we really didn't get much of that. So hopefully, I don't know, season two gives us something. Mm-hmm. And I will always disagree with you about Aria Jacob, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm still your friend. I know, but this is and this is not a Game of Thrones podcast. But y'all, maybe we are wrong about our opinions on The Witcher. This is a section of the show that you, if you've just listened to our Witcher series, you may not know it. It's called Critical Hits. It is a uh, segment of the show where we read you quote you. Sorry, it's a segment of the show where we read choice user reviews from Metacritic.com. Travis, why don't you give us our first review? Okay, um, this one's from. I'm not even sure how to say this. Um, Gave it a 10 out of 10. Says, nailed it. Cavill lives and breathes the role. The production values are off the hook, slow burn, but worth the wait. Pretty good. There you go. He more than lives and breathes it, am I right? (laughs) God, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Katie, why don't you give our next one uh, from Bubba or Bubber? I don't even know what that means, but yes. uh, Bubber. Bubber. Bubber gives it a five. Bubber says, it's not horrible, but it's a missed opportunity to make a great series due to poor adaptation and the way they felt the need to add forced diversity to the cast. Jesus. Okay. Add forced diversity to the cast, plus other progressive ideas that just don't fit in the Witcher universe. I think that. What does that mean? Nothing. The Witcher is nothing if not uh, diverse. But anyway, um, overall disappointed. That is not okay. <laughs> I have so many issues. One, The Witcher again is it's a it's a giant land with all kinds of different people, and also that is never a fault of. That's never a bad thing of a show. The reason that this sh- that this season was not amazing, which I agree, it's not amazing. I enjoyed it, not amazing. But the faults have nothing to do with that. This person can just shut the fuck up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys ready for the next one? Because it's even worse. Uh Here we go. Great. From Gilga73. As long as the show stays with Geralt's storyline for the first two or three episodes, one can imagine this could be a very decent reimagining of Witcher's saga. Some storytelling problems along the way, Yennefer's story mostly, but there is a window in future to explain some dialogues. So, you are still intrigued. Okay. I can't, li- and then I can't comes listen to that. I can't listen to that. Cluster <laughs> F of Disney preteen third wave feminazi disastrous Aye. scenario. Not gonna spoil here. You really need to see it. As a Longtime Witcher video game player and Slavic mythology enthusiast, I'm completely shocked with the incompetent screenplayers with incompetence screenplayers are steering this show forward. Cats should not become a movie. Witcher should not become a TV show. I have spoken. I, uh, that that voice That's how I picture that whole that thing. That voice made my neck uh turtle inwards the entire <laughs> I, I time. Say, it grew a beard on your neck. I was like, oh, oh, I can't listen to that. I can't. I can't. I can't. Ugh, comic book guy. I, I don't even want to comment. I hate it. Yes, he, he has spoken. 
Yeah. You should <laughs> shut up. I have spoken. Don't speak again. <laughs> uh, why don't you read our next one, Travis, from sure. Venervi. Um Yeah, they say, gave it an eight. Great action. Captures the essence of the books. Needs improvement on pacing. Yeah, I'll agree. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. For sure. But... That is the perfect review of The Witcher right Literally. there. Literally. 8 out of 10. Problems with pacing. Perfect. Uh, Katie, Next. I've got one here from Prostix for you. Prostix gives it a 1. Horrible cast and storytelling itself. It's an insult to fans. Looks like Netflix plans to destroy the magnificent story. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I do not think it's a horrible cast at all. I think, again, I think there are some characters that were un- either underplayed or misused a little bit. But I yeah. think the cast is actually great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, our last review comes from Tiz. It's a 10 out of 10. Great so far. Already reviewed it. I guess this is a second link that leads to the individual season. Really annoying. Why did Metacritic introduce this? <laughs> so he's reviewing Metacritic is what this yes. is. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, Yes. So this, this review summarizes Metacritic user reviews perfectly. Wow. <laughs> Y'all, before we wrap here, we've got uh, two more segments. The first is our min-max segment. It is a segment where we tell you the good max and the not-so-good min that we haven't covered yet. Uh, Who wants to jump in and give us some uh, mins and maxes? I'll go first. Um, I don't have a lot of mins. Like, I feel like if I have any mins with this show... It, we've already kind of discussed it in the broad strokes in terms of like Siri and, you know, some of the pacing. Um, so I don't really have much to focus on negative wise. There is one little tiny max that I actually really enjoyed um, in episode seven. Uh, <laughs> when Yennefer goes back to Eratuza for the very, like for the first time, and it's been decades, right? And she's had years of like this confidence and everything like that. The actress plays that going back to school anxiety kind of like she felt like she was back in her shell almost a little Mm -hmm. bit like she was brought back down you could see like her arms were straight to her sides she kind of walked into that room not really knowing what she was expecting um and there was just it was just a little little tiny moment but she played it off so well because you can totally relate to that feeling of like i have grown and passed this place and now that I'm back, I like, you know, I guess maybe even the fear of like to say maybe, you know, scolding her or, you mm-hmm. know, at least being difficult kind of can, you know, despite how confident and strong she's become, there's always someone who's going to give her that sense of like, mm-hmm. I'm not worthy. Right. And she, I don't, the actress did a very, very good job of like portraying that when she walked into that room. So that's my max yeah. that we haven't talked like- about. All your like sixteen year old insecurities yes. just like uh, just bubble right back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm that person again. Yeah, that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's just really small scene, but really, really well done. That's all I got. Um, I can jump in next, and I'm kind of in the same boat, Travis. Like we've talked a lot of our mints to death. Most of them are around pacing. Sometimes the timelines are confusing, and then like the whole Siri thing. Like I still don't like. I haven't played the games. I haven't read the books. So this is my first introduction to the Witcher universe. And I'm I'm a little confused to where it's going. We're getting a season two. So maybe they'll explain it there. Uh, I have two small mins I want to cover that we didn't talk about in detail. The first is the set when they're looking at the map of like Soden to show like 
everything that's happening and how like Nilfgaard is attacking it 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 looked amazing and there were so many people around it and just like the battle room was just like a very cool set mm. production design top notch and then the battle we, we we touched on it just a smidge but the battle between uh Phil Gavort and uh Kahir with the sword throwing like it was so at one point like Vilgefort like does like a gymnastics like flip and I was just like this is so good <laughs> like that might have been one of the best scenes you know there there was the the Geralt stuff earlier mm-hmm. where the the one shot kind of sword fights I think in the first episode was really fantastic this fights up there yep, too for sure those are my maxes from from episodes seven and eight um Katie I have I have like a couple little mins that I've kind of talked about basically. Um, the story of this whole season for me was, yes, pacing a little off. And also, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities with a couple characters that are kind of key. Like, again, Triss is a great character, and you would not know it. She doesn't really do anything. She doesn't have any personality. They kept really. her alive. She Yeah, yeah, because she's great. And she could be, but she's just kind of one of the mages, <laughs> and she does some magic. But, like, there's not really anything there. And then Siri, that could be redeemed because we're going to see what happens in season two. If that, because that that's also just a badass character that it was underdeveloped so far. And yeah, actually, now that you mention the map thing, Jacob, yep, I could have used a little bit more of that. Actually, sometime in the first few episodes, if they could have shown in some way, kind of. Some kind of map or some kind of visualization of where things are and kind of give you like a sense of place. That would have been nice. You never have to worry about that in Game of Thrones because the intro would always tell you like here's the map and you have a sense of how far things are. Which is a brilliant idea. That was so smart for them to do because they talk about all these places and you're like, oh, no, I know where these things are. And I know kind of what's in between like, you know. Anyway, um, th- okay, I have a max. Uh, I believe it was episode one or see, the first, our first Witcher episode that I was like, oh, maybe we're gonna have a Yennefer Witch Mama showdown, right? And I liked what happened yeah. better than that. It's much mm-hmm. more interesting. Whereas, like, there's like a mutual respect, like they have conflict and they disagree with each other about certain things, about how they approach things, and Yennefer is like thinks that she's wrong and how and how uh to say to say yeah. and how to say it does some things. But you can tell that they legit have a mutual respect for each other, um, no matter mm. what. And I thought that that was a more interesting way for them to play it as opposed to them end up having like a big fight. They even care, like, more than mutual respect, I think they even care for each other, like, yeah. in, you know what I mean? Like, they care about each other's well-being. Yes. And in spite of their differences. Exactly. Which is interesting, which is a yeah. good, like, an actual, um, um, like, detailed, like, relationship. Like, yeah. that's a believable relationship that these two people have. It doesn't have to be. Because they could have went to, like, the wicked stepmother yeah, kind of totally. yeah, for sure. to it, and they, it's much more than You don't that. need yes. to constantly play both powerful female characters against each other like they can have conflict but they can also care and respect for each other because people are like multi-layered in that sense right and or or the mentor mentee yes being totally i'm going against everything you uh uh, teach and 
and yeah, we're against each other now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Complex female characters? Yeah. What? I oh, know, right? calm down, guys. Goodness. Maybe we should ask Gilga what they thought oh, about the, f- no. the complex female no, characters. No, I never want to hear from Gilga ever again. <laughs> Uh, we wrap up this show. If if you're just listening to our Witcher series, we wrap up every one of our movies. And you know what? Before we do that, I I I, I would like to say, is there any way that we could do a little mini little mini segment where we say yeah. our hopes and dreams for season two? Oh yeah, yeah. I love that little meta game for season season two. Yeah, what do you want yeah. to happen? Most of I, all, what do you want to happen, Katie? What do I want to happen? I want it's almost it's maybe a little bit of nah, maybe spoilers. Maybe I don't know. No, okay. you know what? I just want Siri, Yennefer, and Geralt to kind of be interacting because that relationship in Witcher Three is fantastic, and just kind of um, it's almost like a father and stepmother and kid. Oh my god, I'm gonna love that. Oh, that's the case. <laughs> and and if Siri can grow up a bit and start to kind of like develop, whereas girls like teaching her and like she be- starts to come into her own a bit, that's just what I want to happen. I want the three of them to develop and um just be involved together a bit more. The, the idea of that just uh, gives it's me so goosebumps. Good. Oh right? my god. That's I, I want. so want that. <laughs> can that happen now? <laughs> Oh my They're god! Amazing. Travis, what do you want? Um, that no. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apart from no. That. Um, yes, more Siri. Yes, more Yennefer. Um, <laughs> it'd be nice to see the Bard again. Um, given yeah. that like he was not involved at all. Um, I can't believe he didn't show up at all for for episode yeah, seven, for or the episode end. eight. Um, I would almost say. As much as I was like weird on it at the beginning about how it was very monster of the week, I actually quite enjoy the monster of the weakness. Like it's okay. You know what I mean? As long as there's consistent character growth along the way, I'm actually, I would rather monster of the week if the three of them are interacting. Yeah. Totally. Right. If it's monster of the week with just Geralt and then the other two have their own stories, then I don't feel like we're progressing, like growing them as characters. Like, yeah, you're getting character moments, but like, I want to see them <laughs> growing in situations together, like you said. But I'm totally cool if the next season is like mostly monster of the week, except for the beginning and the end. Like, I'm a okay with that. So, or there's a monster of the week, and then like many of those shows, there's like an overarching yes. narrative that slowly gets doled I'm out. I'm cool episode with that. Like, there's a lot of shows that are just full plot narrative the entire time. I'm okay with a little like laid back, like, hey, this this can be a one and done episode of, you know, this monster or this little yeah. plot. You know, I'm okay with that. Give me some of that, that you know, network TV kind of vibe, right? Yeah, you, you can totally marry those two concepts and yeah. have it be super interesting. As long as the monster is interesting. Like, as long yeah. as it's an interesting little, little mini story, mm-hmm. for sure. Totally. So, yeah. Highest budget monster of the week show that you'll ever yes. see. Yes. Ever. Fine with that. Um, is, is this is this what we want to see or what we think we'll see? Uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Because I want to see Harry, Harry Cavill's Harry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Henry Cavill's butt. Oh, That's it. That's what I want to see. I feel like you'll probably see that. I thought you were going to say Henry yeah. Cavill's Harry and I didn't know where that sentence was going to yeah, go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know wow. either. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll see it. Yeah, 
the sooner the better. Uh, <laughs> we end this show as we end all of our shows uh, with a segment we call uh, Cut or Scene. Essentially, we share with y'all if this show should be cut or seen. Cut, don't watch it. Scene, watch it. Uh, who wants to jump in first? I'll say That's scene. Go for it. But I'll say scene. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why, Travis. No, you know what? It's good. I really enjoyed this. I, I'm like I said at the beginning of the series. I'm not a big fan of the fantasy stuff, but this works for me. And it takes me a little bit of time to get into it. But the rules of like the fantasy world are cl- more or less clear. Like magic makes sense, and like there's things that there's limits, right? I think, and that's probably my main issue when it comes to fantasy. Sometimes there's like no limit to the things that magic can do. And in this case, it's not that. There's there's clear limits. There's clearly defined rules. And it works for me in that sense, right? Where, uh, yeah, so I it's a fantasy show that I actually really like. And I enjoyed where it's going. I think I would say scene because I, I'm very much looking forward to the next season, which I wouldn't have said, like, going into watching the show, like, oh, I guess, okay, yeah, we'll watch it. But, like, no, this is, like, a show I'm going to watch now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to get into season two and see where these characters are going because I care now. So, no, see it. Scene. Yeah, I... Um, I would say scene. Um, I would caveat this with if you're not into fantasy, then this one's not going to be the one to pull you in. But I think it's good fantasy. It's good Monster of the Week. It's got high production values. Henry Cavill <laughs> scene. Uh, yeah, I have some caveats too. But basically, yes. If if you don't like fantasy type things, um, you might like it like Travis, but I have a hard time recommending it to you. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, or also obviously if you like The Witcher, then I, I would recommend it. It's not perfect at all. No. Like there are times where it lulls and there's times where I'm like, "Oh, this isn't that great." And there's characters that aren't that developed and uh it's it it could be way better, but I think it is definitely uh good enough to say that you should be seen. Yes. So I'll say seen. Hooray. Well, there you go. Three scenes from the cutscenes team. Um, let us know if you agree with us on social media at cutscenes underscore pod on either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, if you enjoyed this series, do us a favor, send it to a friend that you know would like to hear good, fun, positive, uplifting conversations about the Witcher in most cases, um, (laughs) and, uh, review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Um, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok. I host another podcast called Left Behind Game Club. It's a podcast that is funny, informative, and mostly positive. Uh, you can check that out on all major podcasting platforms. Travis, where did a paper find you? I'm on Twitter uh, at Travis Colnut. Come and talk to me. I'm there. What about you, Katie? I'm Les Brack. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Come and talk to me. There. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, y'all are so wholesome. Oh, um, Lord. We will end this show as we end all of our shows with a quote from the thing that we watched. Uh, who wants to jump in and give us this week's quote? Uh, I believe. Is it me? It's I, you. I'm pretty sure it's you. Oh, it's definitely this is, not this me. This is a okay. full on. This is more than a quote. We've waited the whole season the for this. The whole season. I've made promises. Katie, you to, even said it. 
I made a promise on Twitter that this would happen. So, uh, it you needs know, to happen. And- okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I guess what I have to do is, is sing us out a small, a small Witcher tale. So let me, let me try and at least give you a little, a little to do here. <laughs> it's me stalling. Oh yeah. That's how it goes. Um, okay. Here we go. Toss a coin to your witcher, O oh valley of plenty, O oh valley of plenty, oh. Oh my he's god. Like, he's like Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I tried. Oh my I god, tried. I love it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Scenes, a video game movie podcast. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty. Wow. He, oh, I don't know. <laughs> wow, I loved yeah. it. That's it almost makes me want to sing with you. That's probably how we're going to... Do you want to try together, Travis? Oh, God, no. If anything, I'm going to... I can even do a little fast version. Uh, that's a coin to you, Witcher, oh, valley oh, of plenty, oh, this oh valley of plenty, oh, <laughs> this <laughs> Could try a rap version. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the amount toss of Toss a coin to your Witcher, to, to toss a coin to your Witcher. <laughs> Katie Spade. <laughs> I've rapped before. I don't know the rest of it. I could have kept, I could have kept trying to go. The Witcher, oh, valley of plenty, Oh no, he goes. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. and toss a coin to your Witcher, oh Valley of Plenty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's terrible. Love it, just like that. At the edge of the world, fight the mighty horn. Oh yeah, yeah. It bashes and breaks oh, wow. you, there's, and brings you to more. There's even more. Oh, there's verses. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Far back on the shelf, high up on the mountain, from whence you came. Yeah, please be recording all of that. See when he's hedging, he's like, I can't. I'm like, please, we could have just like set up a mic and. He wiped up that job post, got kicked in the chest. He's so happy. Like, look at him. I love it. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm Jacob McCourt, and listen to me and my co-hosts Mo Murtati and Mike Ruffalo, as well as some wonderful guests, as we go through games large and small, old and new, to bring you funny, informative, and mostly positive discussions about them. We've got over 100 episodes in the feed, so if you wanted to take the show for a spin, download a show about one of your favorites, and let us guide you through it with our takes. Join us on our goal in every episode to make sure that each time there's one less game left behind.